0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells you all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. Patriots Against CPS Corruption invites you to attend our March for Texas Children. DFPS has failed the families of Texas. The Texas Special Committee on DFPS has also failed the parents. It's time to make your voices heard and surround yourselves with those on the same mission as you. Join us on the March for Our Children, September 21st. 2022, starting at 1 p.m. at 701 West 51st Street, Austin, Texas, 7871. And as I had talked to the Patriot parents, we thought of making it a global event. If everyone on September 21st, 2022, starting at 1 p.m., throughout these United States and globally, could meet at their CPS offices for a rally and I think that's a great idea. So I welcome back a return guest. I've got Patriot Dad on. They were last on my show approximately two weeks ago. I also had uh, the mom, Patriot Mom, on. And that was, okay, season three, episode 81. And that was with Patriot Mom. And I had them both on. Um, earlier Patriot parents, warriors for their children and advocates for the nuclear families of America. That was season three, episode 71. So I welcome you Patriot dad, you know, how are you doing with everything?
1: Oh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, Taking it one day at a time uh, to make sure I can keep myself on the level. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah. It it's tough when you're going through a CPS process. It's even tougher when it turns into a criminal case,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, based off of false allegations. Uh. But I would recommend to any dad just take it one day at a time and uh focus on uh the stuff you used to like to do. Uh. Mm-hmm. E- if it reminds you of your kids do it for yourself stay connected um and always look forward to them coming back home because you never know you could overcome this
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and we hope a lot of people do overcome false allegations i know i did I had false allegations of emotional child abuse or I'm sorry, emotional child abuse. Yes. And I had to go through a CPS hearing with a judge to get exonerated from that. I don't know what your state does, but that's what we do over here.
1: <laughs> Texas seems to uh, pray mainly on the fathers uh, and it's weird Uh, What they like to do is they'll give the appearance of due process investigations, but they're not. Mm -hmm. They will skip a lot of the steps. So in our case, the main informant, uh, well, I'll start with the beginning. The first informant was a school teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what had happened is our eldest daughter, the day, two days prior, tripped over one of the dogs and hit her face on a concrete paver. So she ended up with a fat lip. Mm -hmm. And later on that day, uh, after treating her, she went back outside to play with her brother and sister. And... I guess when I went to the bathroom, she thought it would be a good idea to punish the dog. I can understand her smacking the dog's butt or something, something normal that a child would do, Mm. but never in my wildest dreams would I have expected her to put the rope through the D ring on the dog's collar and hang the dog. Oh no. I came around the corner after uh, going to the bathroom to see my eldest daughter hanging this dog. She had the dog at least three inches off the ground choking and my son laughing in the dog's face. And, and I'm sorry, it still makes me emotional because I don't know what would be the correct way to react in, in a knee jerk situation Mm -hmm. because you're coming around and especially when you know that some of these murderers, some of these abusive people, they start out on animals
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we had just got done watching like maybe a few days prior making up a murderer. And when I came around that corner, My knee-jerk reaction was, go out, grab the eldest daughter, get her off the dog, Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. bring her inside. And that's what I did. I ran out, burst through the door, grabbed her, the dog dropped, and ran off. I told my son, get get inside, took all three of the kids to the bedroom, and proceeded to read them the riot act. Mm not get physical but there was an accident and this is what started it all is the accident and cps doesn't look oh is it accidental is it uh intentional they don't care about that and what had happened was i had just got done uh teaching my eldest daughter what were you doing You cannot do that. You could have killed the dog if it stayed hung much longer. I didn't know Mm -hmm. how long the dog was hanging, so I had to assume that it was at least a minute. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And when I turned my attention to my son, because my son was laughing in the dog's face, and that was scary in of itself because he was enjoying the suffering of an Mm -hmm. animal. I agree. So I had to try to correct that. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and and granted adrenaline and fear was still running. I said, what the hell are you doing? You can't laugh in the dog's face. Mm -hmm. That's not right. You get me first because you know hurting a dog is wrong. Mm -hmm. I said, your sister has hurt you Your other sister has hurt you. You've hurt your sisters. It's wrong. If something like that's going on, you come and get me. And then I go to spread my hands and say, because I'm a very visual person. So I go to spread my hands and say, what the heck were you thinking? Lo and behold, my eldest daughter's right there. And I accidentally catch her with my hand. And instead of it just being a regular fat lip, now it's a bloody fat lip. I accidentally smacked her. Mm-hmm. And my daughter her right on the fat lip. So immediately after smacking her, I dropped to my knees and I started bawling.
2: Mm.
1: I told her, I'm sorry. I I did not want to smack you. I was really avoiding any of mm-hmm. that. I personally don't believe too much in. Physical uh, punishment, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I know in certain cases, it it could be necessary. It could have been necessary in this, but face is a part I would never smack.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I would never smack a face intentionally. And I smacked my daughter on the face.
0: It was an accident though, you know, cause it's, you know how, like I'm part Italian. I use my hands when I talk and, you know, anyone could be in the wrong place at the wrong time when you're Italian and you're talking and you're moving your arms around. Things happen yeah. like this.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm sorry if I get a little emotional, uh, because that's my trauma.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I relive The entire case, Mm -hmm. all the lies, the deceit, the attacks on not just my children but myself and my Mm -hmm.
2: wife—it's
1: where my trauma derives from. Is I swore to my wife and my children that I would protect them, Mm -hmm. and thanks to all of this, I. Can't say that I am,
2: <laughs> mm.
1: um, but after that, after apologizing to my daughter, uh she said it's okay, and Mama was up in Dallas working so <laughs> after all that was done, we uh a few hours later, we packed up, went to go pick up Mama from Dallas as soon as. Mom got back in the car. I I told her about what had happened, mm-hmm. and he gave me the dirtiest look. And I said, "Honey, uh, I didn't mean to do it. It was not intentional." She she hung the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. I said it, it was completely a knee jerk reaction. Uh, mm-hmm. I I reacted because there was no time to think. And she asked our eldest daughter is that true and our eldest daughter corroborated with it she said yeah daddy daddy didn't mean to hurt me and mama said hey why did you hurt the dog she said because I tripped over the dog I wanted to punish her and we feel you love the dogs more than you love us and that was kind of a stab to the heart Mm. and I piped up right there and I might've stepped on my wife's toes, but I piped up right there. And I said, Hey, we don't love anything more than we love you guys. I said to our eldest daughter, I said, first off, you are our miracle. And I still consider her our miracle because before she was born, during labor she had the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck three times and it was acting like a bungee cord Mm. each time but we got her our middle child our our younger daughter uh no problems with her uh but her my special connection she's the only one of the three that i got to cut the umbilical cord for Mm -hmm. So that's my special connection with her. And then my son, who's our youngest, special connection with him. He got stuck. he had his big head, big heads run in my family. Uh, he got stuck. He had to get suctioned out. And we were already informed about the possibilities of damage with the suction. And no, he came out just fine. Mm -hmm. He's a little bruiser, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's how the case started. um, Was that situation. And the only reason why that was the most traumatizing. Well, what led up to the most traumatizing situation was the fact that. Our eldest daughter became, uh, I wouldn't say self-aware, but she was afraid to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was afraid that with that fat lip, kids were going to make fun of her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She she both approached both mommy and I and said, hey, I don't want to go to school. I'm afraid of this. And we were faced with the decision. Do we make her go to school? Mm. Either way, see, I saw CPS coming.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, I said, do we make her go to school or do we keep her out a couple of days just, just to help with her self-esteem? And we chose the latter. We kept her out. Uh, and they were having kind of like this party week where each and every day uh, they have a special day. Well, I took her back on uh, that Wednesday, which was the 22nd. No. Yeah. Wednesday was the 23rd. Sorry. So on the 23rd, it was Hawaiian day. Mm. And we had already had flower shirts for her and, uh, and our el- youngest daughter, because they, they were both going to the same school, which is right around the corner from our house. And uh, it was good, a good morning. Dropped him off. Then took Mama to work. On the way back home, uh, I picked up an RC car, uh, so me and my son could build it together. I Mm -hmm. he got to run it, and a couple hours later, it was time to pick up the girls. And lo and behold, I I come to the parking lot where we normally pick them up, and this lady comes walking towards my car in, in. a suit with my two daughters in tow. And I'm looking at her, I'm kind of giving her the death stare here. Like Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. with my girls. She approaches my car. I'm so-and-so CPI with CPS. Do you have a moment to uh, answer some questions? And I said, crap. But, But I complied. I said, sure, I I can answer any question you you got. Because I already knew this was about the Mm (laughs) dogs. Go in there, I answer the questions, and she says, okay, I need to call my supervisor. I'm like, wait a minute, you gotta call your supervisor? Kind of sounded like a little bit of a greenhorn right here.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And I said, Okay, I'll I'll go outside, I'll have a quick vape. Uh, And while outside, I was trying to call mama i called my mom and Mm. this is where it starts going downhill at this point i already knew and it was pretty apparent first off she was new she was hired that same month secondly i knew it was going downhill because whenever they had to call their supervisor you know they're conspiring Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it was very apparent so I couldn't get a hold of my wife so I was talking to my mom saying hey I need you to get a hold of you know my wife and say hey she needs to call me like now it's a 911 kind of world's ending kind of stuff
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and while I'm On the phone with my mom, that investigator comes out and tells me, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know it may end up in a removal." And while I still have my phone to my ear and my back to it, I'm in a non-threatening posture. And I used to work for the government. Mm I I know what's threatening posture and what's not. So Mm -hmm. I cocked my head to the side. I'm not even facing her. She gets the side of my face. And I tell her, you're not taking my kids. No way. Mm-hmm. And she said, t- tries to argue. And I said, said it a second time. I said, no, you're not taking my kids. And I hear her say, I understand. And I said, no, you don't understand. You are not taking my kids. And what's funny is, in Texas, one of their protocols, and actually it's um, in the Texas Judi- uh, Children's Commission's handbook that if one or both parents objects, they have to go get a warrant for removal. Never happened. Instead, what she did was she got the sheriff's department to come out, and I got strong-armed into leaving the kids with her.
0: Oh, how terrible. And and my son didn't know anything
1: of the sort, what was going on. Mm -hmm. And he was taken that day too. They were all three stolen. And I had to make the two-hour drive. It was actually two and a half because of traffic. But I made the drive back up to Dallas to go pick up Mama without the kids and I bawled the entire way. I was literally blubbering. And it was difficult to drive like that. But I had to do it.
0: Ugh. That is terrible. I am so sorry. You know, it's, these things are happening left and right to parents. And people don't realize that the, everyone's a sitting duck. It can happen to anyone.
1: Oh, yeah. And it doesn't even matter what
0: status
1: you hold in society. Mm -hmm. You can be a senator. You can be a sheriff. Anybody. You can be rich. Mm -hmm. And they'll still go after you. What they're looking for is, are the children adoptable? That's it. Because each child is by themselves worth four to six thousand dollars depending on if they're normal or handicapped Mm. and the funky thing about texas is they'll report one child as three children so they're triple dipping on the same child Hmm. because what they're trying to do is say oh yeah we're we're with this child." but we're putting this child into three separate places and they'll change the name just a little bit just to get away with it. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to go to court. and That's where they just determine whether or not to go forward with the case. And yeah, nine times out of 10, they will. Our judge is uh, clearly a winner. Uh, because so far I have yet to see her return a child to the, to the parents. I mean, the entire month, our rights were terminated. I watched her and not one single parent in August of 2020 got their, uh, child back.
0: You know, and this is, yeah, this is stuff that, you know, accidents happen. I mean they should be focusing on the children that are really getting abused and they're not well, doing it.
1: Yeah, and, and and the crazy thing is is um they will coerce your children. Mm-hmm. Ours were coerced. And it and I'm not sure if uh Patriot Mom uh touched on this but what they'll do is when they're with the main informant which for us was patriot mom's mother Mm -hmm. uh was their main informant and guys need to pay attention to this heavily and if you do not if your family member blood or married in tries to uh put false allegations on you and in any respect. And CPS gives them your kids. That's a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. That is called witness tampering.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And well, my mother-in-law got our kids. I didn't understand the conflict of interest. And when she had our kids, she was working on our kids hard, especially our oldest. And uh, but we did end up with some good evidence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I know Patriot Mom touched on that one, where uh, they went to our pediatrician, and outside of the uh, control of our of my mother in law, the children said, "No, Daddy never never hurt us," and we didn't get that until a year after the case was done, after our rights were terminated. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's a Brady violation. Mm -hmm. These people, and I'm actually going to refer to them as what they really are, these criminals. Mm -hmm. This criminal cult will do everything in its power to withhold information that can and would more than likely Acquit you Mm -hmm. and absolve you from all of these outlandish allegations. Would go. I mean, we'll put it this way Um, there's a father who his mother in law placed sexual abuse allegations on him, Mm -hmm. said everything from Well, put words in his daughter's mouth and said everything from, oh yeah, the daughter said that he lied naked with her uh, on the bed, took showers with her, uh, made him massage him down there. Mm. And that's just, just the ones that, could be said even over television. Mm -hmm. That's not even the real dark allegations there. But CPS, in their efforts to try to uh, kill the father's reputation, they cleared the father of it too. Because during their uh, civil trial, the father's <laughs> the father's uh, what's it called attorney, turned around and said, "Hey, witness number one, witness wh- number two, and witness number three, did you hear this from their daughter? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. I heard it from the grandma. Mm-hmm. So there was no no proof, no corroborative. Witness testimony to say that these sexual things ever happened. And another bad part about it is supposedly these sexual allegations happened in a different state. Hmm. And CPS Texas was trying to get the uh, abuse and neglect unit from the other state to. Uh, investigate those sexual allegations. Well, they investigated it twice, one once before the sexual allegations and once after, and the children never said anything about sexual abuse. So Texas tried to get a third, and the other state said, "No, we're not going to get a third, and we're not going to prosecute the dad." So case closed in that town and that takes jurisdiction away from texas as far as the sexual abuse allegations go but they cps still ran with it like it actually happened they even coerced uh the daughter to go into a private uh visitation with mom and uh it was mom, the daughter, and the therapist, which wasn't really a therapist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She was an intern po- uh, posing as a therapist, but she was a licensed clinical social worker, so and we already know where that came from the It's a tight-knit group and the daughter was coerced in front of the mother. I mean, the daughter didn't want to say nothing about the sexual allegations. She knew it was bad. She knew she was lying about her dad. But the clinical social worker said, hey, tell mommy where it happened. She would say, supposedly where it happened. Okay. Daughter would change the story. Hey, mommy, I want to... Tell mommy when it happened. She would say, a rough estimate of when it happened. Then change the story again. Tell mommy how it happened. And then Mm -hmm. she would say, but the one saving grace in that situation was the daughter turned around and said, hey, mommy, I need to tell you something. The caseworker said that we could come home. Oh, no. So not only do we have coercion, but we also have a form of extortion Mm -hmm. through illusory promises. And for anybody listening, illusory promises are promises that CPS or anybody makes without the intention of keeping it. It's just a promise to get you to do something. So be careful of those. I I will tell anybody under the sun, CPS is known for, one, tampering with witnesses, and two, illusory promises. Mm-hmm. They gave uh, Patriot Mom illusory promises to get her separated from me. We were separated. Yeah.
0: You know, that's a good point because you're not the only dad i've talked to, i've talked to other dads and moms that were saying cps was saying well if you divorce her if you divorce him then we'll give you the kids back
1: and it never happens no yeah uh same situation with us uh if you go back to las vegas we'll let you see the kids we'll get you physical visitations with the kids nope never even happened four months she was out in las vegas until uh, our anniversary, which was August 7th, four months, and she came home on our anniversary, and she was a wreck, a flat out wreck. Mm. And I was low on cash at the time, so our anniversary dinner was a largemouth that I caught, and it had to be my personal best six pound largemouth. There's our anniversary dinner.
0: Hey, that sounds good. Oh, it was. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> just about as good as sea bass. Um, but we had thirty-six people watching our civil case, civil trial that last lasted a total of three days. But it was split between two months. It was uh, July fifteenth and sixteenth, and August third. And Even the 36 people who were watching said that all they're doing is trying to terminate our rights on hearsay. And they did. It was all hearsay. There was only one piece of evidence that showed fault, and that was evidence that I submitted. And it was our youngest daughter stating that the sexual abuse happened down in Austin hmm. at the foster home. And it was disgusting. Hmm. I, I pray that nobody's children has to go through that. Uh, because as a dad, that that's something that I swore I would protect my children from. And CPS ended up putting them into a situation where that happened. I mean, I got a location, I got names and emotion on video. Mm-hmm. There's no refuting that evidence. But it took a corrupt judge to ignore it and then terminate our rights. Oh, and, and if a judge tells you, we're going to have this uh, trial over Zoom you challenge the constitutionality of that case. Mm-hmm. It's constitutional. You have a right to uh, face your accusers. You have a right to question your accusers. You're, you have a right to view the evidence, all of it exercise those rights mm-hmm. because that'll be the difference between you having your kids or being in my position. having fought for three years so far still fighting
2: mm-hmm.
1: to not have your kids and now I'm in a criminal case they have pictures of my children where they have bruises all up and down mm-hmm. and they even had and this is the funny thing the, the sheriff detective saw those pictures and called me uh, trying to get a statement from me But over the phone, he even said, these bruises all over the children's legs and arms, they don't look like something an adult could cause. Mm. And I said, no, (laughs) they don't. Because the kids fight in the back of the car. They fight. I mean, kids fight. Me and my brother fought. Mm, right, Right. My wife and her sister fought. It's normal. Um but I'm facing two counts of uh, physical child abuse over those pictures. And <laughs> this case has been open going on two years. I was arrested in the middle of the, well, towards the end of the civil case, April 9th. And three days later was when my wife was uh, went to Las Vegas on those illusory promises. And so.
0: Wrong.
1: And they even used my arrest. They they said, oh, he was suicidal. Well, I don't see any dad who loves his family, who loves his children, Mm -hmm. would not get that low Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in self-esteem when he finds out that his wife is being taken away from him. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it well, went through my mind. We'll, we'll go through, through my perspective very quick. And it may match some other fathers. But mm-hmm. it's pretty much, you already took my kids. You're already dragging my name through the mud. I can handle that. But you're taking my wife, my soulmate, mm-hmm. my queen. Mm-hmm. You're taking her? No. I did get low that day. I almost did pull the trigger
2: mm.
1: I did to this day I still don't know I don't remember but I don't know what what made it to where I did I put the gun away mm-hmm. but after that uh i found out that the sheriff's department uh a captain was trying to get a hold of me and he said hey look i'm glad you answered the phone i was about to have swat kick down your door oh no and i said for what reason he said do you have any guns i said yeah it's put away and he said, okay, step outside, stay on the phone. We're coming around the corner. I had six squad cars in front of my house, just for a little old me.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I found out because in my low self-esteem stupor, I called my cousin, and she is an attorney's uh secretary. She called the Waco Sheriff's Department. And Supposedly, the sheriff's department. What they told me was that they got a call for a person who's suicidal and who threatened to shoot a caseworker and then kill himself. I'm sorry, I. If a person's suicidal, they would only kill themselves. Mm -hmm. They, They would only kill themselves. A homicidal maniac would take other people down before he took himself out. So, sat outside in cuffs. The police, without warrant, went inside my house and took my firearm. No warrant. They just went based off of some call from Las Vegas. So, violated my second amendment.
0: This happened to another father I interviewed.
1: Yeah. It's insane. Um, but yeah. Still don't have the gun back. I don't mind it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not going to hold it against them. They're they're trying to make sure that... And I may be fooling myself here. But I respect law enforcement. I used to be a form of law enforcement. uh I'll let them hold on to it. But if this case goes in any way in my favor, that will be the first thing I request.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, along with my rights being reinstated, the adoption nullified, and my children brought back home. So, wow. but it, it's a rough roller coaster for mm-hmm. any dad, especially in Texas. Texas, mm-hmm. uh, will throw the dad through the ditch on a constant basis. And mothers are usually uh, the ones who benefit. Mm -hmm. They, they, uh, I forget what the word is, but they, they will focus on helping the mother the most and they don't give a crap about the dad. And They have just now, within the past couple of days, I think it was Friday, they came out with new procedures to further violate parental rights, and it attacks advocacy programs. Mm -hmm. So they're doing whatever they can to violate the parents,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: to make sure the parents have no help, no one to turn to. And this has got to stop.
0: You know, I this sounds so familiar uh, with Hitler doing this to parents um, prior to everything ramping up for World War II. Yeah. With the Hitler Youth and their little Hitler Youth camps.
1: Yes, that, that's exactly what it's like. Um, a lot of these caseworkers will say they got a degree or they got an associate's degree in but they won't tell you what nine times out of ten they'll have a degree in like veterinarian uh, <laughs> studies so, right so that does not relate to children or child psychology in any way right Nine times out of ten, they hire them right off the street mm-hmm. people who either don't have children or may not be able to have children it doesn't matter some of them like my first da i think he was abused when he was a child because i was able to stay at another home that was like a mile down the road literally and when that was brought up oh no that's too close We, we can't have them that close Made me look at him like, dude, were you touched as a child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of put on that Texas accent. And you're a special kind of stupid, aren't you? <laughs> right, a lot I, of them are. Yeah, they, they are. They they don't care about the Constitution. They don't care mm-hmm. about your rights. They don't care about nothing. Oh, a good pointer. When you go to walk into a courtroom, you can tell if it's a common law courtroom or if they practice maritime law. And all you got to do is look at the American flag. If it's just normal American flag, cool. Go through with it. Challenge the judge to uphold their uh, oath of office to defend the constitution and uphold the laws of the state and the United States herein. If, if they go through that, okay, you're good to go. You can fight and may actually be able to overcome it and make it quick even. Mm-hmm. But if you see a flag with gold fringe on it, mm-hmm. now you're in a court that does not practice common law that will actually violate the people's court. and yeah it's maritime law foreign
0: law yes i have heard about this you know um now i don't want to keep you all day because i could talk to you all day yeah Uh, but what have you been what would you recommend to dads you know as they're trying to get through this you know are there things they can do to help themselves uh Spiritually, emotionally, physically?
1: Spiritually, get close to God. Mm-hmm. Or whatever deity you believe in, it, like, like me. I believe in God. I got close to Him. I have Norse uh, blood running through me. I don't believe in multiple deities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But... I keep myself going knowing that, Hey, I'm a warrior. All dads are warriors. Doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. You are a warrior. You must be a warrior for your children and for your wives or whoever you love. You got to stay strong. Band together with other fathers. I did that. And you'd be surprised the help you could get through that. And when you can't, Talk to them when you're not in your God time. Do something. Don't sit at home and wallow in your misery. Get out there. Do something. Go fishing. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I I have a lake literally five minutes from my house. I went fishing every day after work. Focus on your job. Don't let that slip. Mm -hmm. Because you're not doing your family any good if you let that slip. Um, Even right now in this criminal case, what I'm doing as well to help me get through it, I'm researching. Mm -hmm. Research the heck out of your cases. Even civil Mm -hmm. cases. When I was in the civil case, even the four months that my wife was gone, I was researching. I guarantee you right now, I can litigate circles around those civil uh, court attorneys,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I'm not a licensed attorney.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Please don't ask. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'd love to represent you, but yeah, I'm not licensed, so they would not have it. But just keep your life going. It's going to get hard. It's going to get very hard at times. But as it says in the Bible, God will not give you any situation that he does not feel you can handle. So, like any dad, Mm -hmm. like any soldier out there, what they would say is handle it. Do it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you can get over it. You can overcome this. And it doesn't matter what allegations there are. If you can prove that these people are possibly lying, Mm -hmm. and the best advice I can give on that, if it comes to civil case or criminal case, demand a jury. Do not. Absolutely. Do not, under any circumstances, learn from my situation. We went with a bench trial. My attorney talked me out of a jury trial. Do not go for it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because that is another way they'll work on you. They will say, oh, yeah, (laughs) people here are very conservative, and I I feel you will lose your case if you go with a jury trial. No. Go with a jury trial. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Our judge bent us over and screwed us. Because we went with the bench trial and it was just her and judges are paid for by the state. So whose interests are they going to look at a person they don't know, or are they going to look towards getting that $50,000 that they get from your case?
0: That's scary. Very scary. Yeah. Yeah. People have to be aware.
1: Yeah, they, they have to. Um, But that's why I created my YouTube channel too. Uh, Go to Patriot Against CPS Abuse. I go through, I haven't made a video in a while, but uh, I'm kind of in a writer's block and also kind of going through this criminal case. So it's kind of hard for me to focus on the civil part. Um, But I do have three real good videos on there, uh, plus a revised version of the CPS oath Mm-hmm. A, but I urge anybody, if you're wanting to learn about some of the tactics that a judge in a civil case uses, uh, CASA, mm-hmm. they're CASA workers, um, ad litems, mm-hmm. who are the uh, representatives of the children, tactics that they use, um, attorneys. I go through, I, I touch on that in those three videos. And it may be a little dry because it's modeled a little bit after Anonymous. But if you really listen closely, you'll get some good information out of there that could actually very well help you or prepare you to face these people. It, it can't give you too much information to help you but it will motivate you to face these people and know hey I know this person's lying
2: mm-hmm.
1: CP uh Patriot against CPS told me so mm-hmm. and I'm seeing that so well,
0: I'm so glad I had you on now how do you want people to contact you if they have any questions
1: um you can contact me on my YouTube channel uh okay. You can also uh, contact me through email, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: which is, uh, I'll put it in uh, military alphabet, which is Sierra Tango Indigo Bravo Alpha Kilo Alpha at Yahoo.com. And uh, I won't uh, put my phone number up here because I know the, the da here would love to have that mm-hmm. so we'll just leave it to email for now uh if you email me yeah i will give you my uh direct line
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh i'll let you know how to find me up on facebook messenger
0: excellent well you know i thank you for coming on i know i'll have you back on uh don't jump off okay oh' the Flam- no. Slamming <laughs> the a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marian Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Patriot Dad and Patriot Parents in the Future. And don't forget about the march on September 21st at 1 p.m., 701 West 51st Street, Austin, Texas. Thank you so much. You're welcome.